Good morning. My name is Pastor David Hill with the Restoration Community Church, and I am excited and I'm so glad to be with you here this morning. You guys are very special to us, and we are very appreciative of all the partnership and the work we've been able to do together over the years. So it's a blessing to be able to kind of share in God's word with you this morning. And I want to, this morning, share something with you that I've been speaking in our church about. It's actually in Romans chapter I mean, chapter 15, verses 14 to 22. So if you have your Bibles this morning, would you open up with me to Romans 15, 14 to 22. And what I want to take a look at this morning is the purpose and passion in the call of the believer. Purpose and passion in the call or life of the believer. And if you're familiar with this text, Paul is writing to the, the Christians in Rome whom he has not, he's never met, but he is encouraging them and sharing with them in the work. And he is telling them uh, about this gospel and about how they are to kind of relate to one another and how God's called us to walk in this thing together. But in chapter 15 and in in 14, he makes a shift and he, and he shares some things even about himself, and I, about himself. And I think those things we can glean from today as we look at our own lives and our own walks. And so let me read this to you. Uh, 14 to 21 is actually what I'll read. And then we'll dig in here. He says, and concerning you, my brethren, I, ha- I myself also am convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. But I have written very boldly to you on some points so as to remind you again because of the grace that was given me from God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, I have found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished. Through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by, the word, by word and deed. In the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem, around about as far as Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And thus I aspire to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already named, so that I would not build on another man's foundation, but it, as it is written, they who had no news of him shall see, and they who have not heard shall understand. So I want to talk again about purpose, passion, in our call, in what God has called us to in the life of the believer. But before we get into that, I want to be true to the text. In verse 14, Paul highlights two things as he talks to the believers in Rome. He uses two things and he talks about the full being full of goodness and filled with all knowledge. What is he saying to these folks? Paul is actually, uh, he's complimenting them to say, hey, listen, you guys are mature in the faith and that maturity is marked by your being full in God and being filled with his knowledge. And I want to take a moment to talk about, because as we aspire for our purpose and our passion in Christ, there's something we all need to understand. It starts with being full of goodness and filled with the knowledge of God. And what does full of goodness mean? Meaning we are seeking God. He is 
what's most important. We want to be indwelled by him. His word is what guides us. And then he talks about being filled with knowledge, meaning that we are learning and being developed and growing in scripture, in the knowledge of God, because many churches are lagging and falling behind. Believers are because we, they're not maturing. They're not maturing, and it's important because every mature believer has a responsibility to love and educate and bring along those around them. And that's why Paul says, listen, you're full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. Every believer has a responsibility to be a counselor to his brothers and sisters around them. But it's a problem if we're not maturing. We all have to be maturing so that, man, we have a responsibility to grow and develop those around us who are not as mature as we are. And so Paul mentions those two characteristics, and I think they're important as we talk about developing a passion and a call and a purpose, because it, it has to start with being full of God, being full of goodness, and being filled with his knowledge and his scripture, because if you don't have that, how can you lead anybody anywhere? If I first am not seeking God, I can't lead anybody else to him. I can't help anybody else mature in him. So Paul brings those two things up, and I wanted to be true to that because every church, every all believers need to be maturing. And as we mature, we need to be helping those around us develop and become mature believers. But verse 15 and 16, Paul says, but I have written very boldly to you on some points so as to remind you again because of the grace that was given me from God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest of the gospel of God so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Paul here has found his passion and his purpose and he is clear about it. There is no question what God has called him to do. You know, Larry Crabb, uh, an author, a Christian author, says this. The core problem is not that we are too passionate about bad things, but that we are not passionate enough about good things. When believers find their purpose and their passion like Paul, man, we can overcome so many things. But Paul was able to find what he was called to do what God has specifically tasked him to do, and it changed his entire life. And you know, this, this thing is important to me because it breaks my heart that so many believers come to know God, come to know him and experience him, but never find their purpose and their passion in him. And I want to tell you something. You want to change what your life is like? You want to change what getting up in the morning is like for you? Every day, man, you seek God, find his purposes for your life. Find his direction for your life. Why he's put you on this earth, and it'll change how you live. There's no greater feeling in the world than to know why God has you here and why he's put you on this earth. In fact, in all my ministry, you know, we live, we're in an inner city context. We're in an urban community. And most of my ministry to young people, and old people for that matter, but to young people, is encouraging them, first and foremost, engage God and find out why you're here. Engage the Lord and find out why he created you the way he created you. Why did he make you the way he made you? Because if you find your purpose, 
If you find the reason he has called you and put you here, man, you can overcome so many things. All of a sudden, your, your situation, your income, that can be overcome. Uh, all the other things that may be in your way seem to become obstacles that can be overcome because you know why God's got you here. And you've sought him. You've gained his knowledge. And now you're seeking his purpose. But it starts with seeking God. We've got to seek him. God is not hiding this from anybody, but you do have to go and engage him. We've got to engage him. And that goes back to that, what Paul mentioned earlier about being mature in the faith. We've got to seek God. We've got to be willing to be filled with his goodness. And as we do that, God will reveal purpose and passion and direction in our lives. And when he does that, all of a sudden, life is different. Life is different. And you feel like you can overcome everything that's in your way. And we know that was Paul's life as well. And then he says in verse 17, Therefore, in Christ Jesus, I have found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God. For, uh, yeah, per pertaining to God. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what God has accomplished through me, resulting in obedience of the Gentiles in both word and deed. Paul has found his passion, and now he says, listen, it's all about the kingdom. It's all about what God wants to do through me. And that's something else sometimes we can lose perspective of when we seek our purpose and God begins to use us and God gives us direction, he gives us a passion, we got to always remember that it's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about bringing glory to him. Now, let me be honest with you here. You know, I got to be honest, I'm not allergic to seeing my name in lights. You feel me? I'm not allergic to people patting me on the back and telling me, man, David, you're doing a fantastic job. And, and, and you got to be so careful about that because if you're not careful, man, God will give you a passion for something. He'll give you a purpose about something and you'll get so fired up about it and see success in it. And we start to think that it's got more to do with us than it does him. But Paul reminds us here in, his, in, in, in 17, he says, there, again, therefore in Christ Jesus, I find reason for boasting in these things pertaining to God. All glory goes to him. If I'm going to boast about anything, Paul says, I'm not going to, I'm doing, you see what God is doing with me through the Gentiles in bringing them to the Lord. But this is not about me. It's all about him. For I will not presume to speak of anything except for what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles, both word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So Paul says, man, all that you see, brothers, all that you see, sisters, this is all what God can do with a surrendered life, a surrendered heart. And I say that to you today. Man, at and don't, don't, I don't want you to get confused about this. I'm not just speaking to people who feel like they're called into full-time ministry. I'm talking to the teacher, to the police officer, uh, to the correction officer, to the mechanic, uh, to, to the, who, who, no matter what you do, to the lawyer, uh, to the administrative assistant. It's not about what field you're in. It's about what God has burdened and purposed in your heart and the reason he has made you the way he's made you and what he's called you to. Every believer 
needs to seek God and engage him in a way to where that is revealed to them. And no matter what else you call to do, God will use you and you will experience him in a greater way. And it'll change the way your life, the, the, the way your life is lived. And, and as God does that, you will experience his glory, his power move through you to do awesome things. As Paul is saying here, it's been awesome to watch and see what God has done through my life. But I feel like every believer should be able to live this. Every believer should have some experience in this so that you will forever be changed in this. And, and Paul's experience in that. In verse 20, he says, And thus I aspire to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already named, so that I would not build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, they who had no news of him shall see, and they who have not heard shall understand. Paul was able not only to, to grasp what he was called to do and why God had created him to do what he called him to do, but he could give it to you specifically. Not only has God called me to reach the Gentiles, but he's called me to go where no one else has been called to go so that I may not build on another man's foundation, but I'm called to go where the chances are, man, it's never been heard before. And, and that brings to me another point I want to share with you. Sometimes when we engage God and he reveals the purpose and the plan he has for our lives, you got to be ready because sometimes it may not be what you want to hear. It may not be what you want to hear. He may call you into some places. He may send you into some things that are very hard and difficult and challenging. But I want to, I want to, man, I want to guarantee you today, you'll never be disappointed. You'll never be disappointed. And you'll never have regret in obedience to what God has called you to. Let me tell you, many years ago, when I was in college, uh, and had a chance to be a part of uh, urban ministry as I was a student at Texas Southern University. I've shared this with some of you. And when God began to call me in the inner city ministry, I was very disappointed. I was not happy about that. That was not in my plans. But I began to subtly understand as I continued to seek God, as I continued to, to seek the scriptures, it became clear, David, this is what God has created you for. This is what he designed you for even though it's not what I wanted, but I want to tell you something right now. There's not been a day I regretted what God has called me to. I have seen things that have changed my relationship with the Lord. I've seen him move and do incredible things through me that I would have never experienced in disobedience. And yes, there are challenges. There are days when I shake my head and say, what am I doing God, why do you have me doing this? But those things are fleeting when I, when I compare them to the aspect that I get to wake up every day and when my feet hit the ground, I know I'm doing what God's called me to do. And I think every believer on some level should be able to experience passion and purpose in what God has called them to do. Because that is ultimately the goal. You know, in uh, Acts uh, 13, verses 36, he says this, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. 
There's going to come a day when you and I will leave this earth. The Bible says we have 70, 70, 70 plus years of duty strength, 80. And then we have to stand before God. And we have to give an account for this life. Will it be said of you that in your time that you had on this earth, you serve the purpose of God for your generation? Or will we have spent time worrying about what house we were going to live in, how many cars we were going to have, what we were going to do on this kind of career, how we were going to spend our summers and vacations. All those things are wonderful, wonderful, only if they come in second to what God has purposed for your life. Or will God be able to say, yes, I was able to access this life. I was able to fully do what I wanted to do through the purpose and the plan that I had in creating your life. Time is going by and all of us will give an account. So I encourage you this morning. I encourage you as you look at your life. Man, if God is speaking to you and if he is, man, you know he said, I've been calling you to this. I've been asking you to step out into this. I've been asking you to give more of your time and your life to this. I purposed you for this. I encourage you, engage him. Walk in obedience. Be full of his goodness. Be filled with his knowledge. Be mature and developing. But allow God to use you. Give him full access to your life. You'll never be disappointed. Yeah, it may mean some sacrifice. Yeah, it may mean some things you want to do that you can't do. But what he will do in your life, what he will do through you and in you, will forever change it, and those things won't matter. I promise you, if you can speak to Paul today, everything that he went through, the beatings, the imprisonment, the harsh trips, and even death, all those things didn't matter because he had something inside of him that was on fire, and he had to do what God called him to do. You get some of that in your bones, it'll make you a different person you'll see the things of God differently and God will use you differently and you will see a greater impact than you've ever seen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for this time. And Father, I pray that you would touch hearts and that you would, you would emblazon what you have put in the hearts of your believers. Father, would you do a work in each and every one of us that we would all seek you for passion and purpose and direction in what you called us to do. Father, make it known to us why you created us the way you created us. Why did you make me the way you made me? Why do I think the way I think? Why do I, why do I see things in the manner that I see things? So that I may ultimately be used by you and bring glory to your kingdom. Father, touch each and every life Set them on fire that they may ultimately bring glory to you and the kingdom of God will be lifted up and honor and glory would be brought to Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you and thank you.